When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dry balls. Balls so dry. And they explode like dust. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? Bad word. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over. You will suck my balls. Suck my balls, badass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, how would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. En jung gorel ved juletid Ching chang ching lucy lai Omkring ham dannet sneen hvid Ching chang ching lucy lai Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst med et der sejnede Ladies and gentlemen, welcome! Welcome one and all. Hopefully you're an adult, I don't want to say boys and girls. To the first ever episode, the pilot episode, the primer episode, the holy fuck... These people are actually talking about this bullshit episode. This is... The Suck My Balls podcast, a South Park review. I, of course, am one half of this duo of this unit of this tag team that's going to be sweeping the nation. And maybe we'll take the Resistance Band Challenge and take on the newest sensations. But we are here to talk about South Park. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Matthew underscore Schaffer. My co-host for right now is now going to be releasing his Twitter account because it's all a mystery. But my co-host here, this is your first time essentially doing any podcast format. This man is a fitness guru. This man is is chiseled. This man is sensual. This man is sexy. This man is maybe in a relationship, but we don't know because, you know, he's a hunk. And that's what he does. Ladies and gentlemen, Scoop Jackson. Scoop, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. That was quite the introduction there. Yeah. A little yeah. more deserve it or a little over deserve it, but okay. Yeah, well, for you know, I've known you for a long time, so I think I, I have <laughs> a good feel on these things. You know what I mean? But yes, yes, this is definitely my very first pop in the cherry. Um, and yeah, I have been off social bleeding? media, so the Twitter is a little mystery right now until I get bleeding? it. Are you bleeding right now? No way. You said you popped the cherry. Well, uh, oh, well, 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 well,
That's nasty. Yeah, I didn't take it there. Three minutes into the podcast and people are already turning their shit off. They're like, it's not even about South Park. Yeah, five minutes and we've already popped the cherry and there's <laughs> Well, hey, you know, that's pretty much what the definition of South Park is, right? Five minutes yeah. in, something fucked up already happens and you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, we don't even need to get into the season finale of South Park as we're recording here. But did you watch that yet? No, not yet. It's on. Oh, okay, so it's I already it was... out. No, it's dude, already today's, out. Thir- today's Thursday. So it came out yesterday? Yeah. I thought they were going to wait until the 18th. No, it came out yesterday. That's it. it came out. So that, as we begin recording this, we're leading up to, it was the Christmas episode, and we're going to be talking about the Christmas episode tonight, so that's uh, pretty apropos, I would say. Um, I, will, so, I will get to that as soon as we are done here. So it's, called, it's that one's titled Christmas Snow, and it deals, and people in the town, like within the first five minutes, dude, like, someone's, people are dying. It's, it's, it's <laughs> hysterical. Classic. It's pretty classic South Park, and of course, classic South Park is what we're going to be talking about today with our two South Park shorts, that being Jesus versus Santa, and the, Jesus versus the, the 1995 version, and then the very first version, which is Frosty versus Jesus, which is the, the very first. Ins- go ahead. What? No, go ahead. The two that inspired it all, that changed and sparked a revolution in animation. That many have tried to mimic, but have failed. I would agree. That is a very accurate statement. You know, South Park, I think, to me as a kid, you know, it, it was vulgar. It was honest, yes. truthful, right? When you yes. watching it, it was just in your face. Because you get told the bullshit from, like, your parents and your teachers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have your friends who, you you know, you have little minuscule, you know, whatever debates on topics about. But South Park was just, like, in Put your it face. in your face. Made Fuck you deal you. with it. Suck my balls. Yep. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. Big South Park fan, as you can tell, my myself big, here. Big, and, uh, big, big, big. Scoop Jackson. Scoop Jackson. So uh, it, it it shaped my childhood. So just a little bit like you know. Let's talk about you. Bum bum bum. So it's 1993s. These episodes are just coming out. I'm in a Mormon household. Technically, they came out in like 96, 97, but 96, 97. Is that yeah? So I was closer to like 10 or 11 instead of seven or eight. So in like 93, I was eight. So yeah, it was about yeah. 10. The movie came out in like '98, I want to say. So that means the story started like in '96 because that was like they were into their third season. Like you can actually track it to like a season three episode where like it the uh, they actually kind of acknowledge it in the next new episode after the movie drops to kind of keep continuity. That's right. Alive. No, uh, no, so yeah, yeah. So, go ahead, go ahead. But you, you, so you, how did South Park influence you? Um, and yes, let's see here. It uh, debuted in '97, so there you go. Uh, go ahead. So, like Mormon households, you know, they you you can't say, "Oh my God," you can't. They don't they don't go spend money on Sunday for some reason. It's it's very sheltered. It's very weird. So, what I found with like Ren and Stimpy back in '96, '97, around that era with Ren and Stimpy, Beavis and Butthead, I was finding that you know. 
to 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 feel normal with the other kids and other in, instead of being like this weird outsider, I would try to watch these cartoons. Shit. And uh, South Park was it just it was like that. It was for me. It was it was amazing. It was you- funny. It was edgy. It was everything that you wanted it to be on a level that a kid could watch it and then an adult can understand like <laughs> that kid should not be watching this. <laughs> and yeah, as a kid, I was like, I definitely know what's going on and I probably shouldn't be watching this. Yeah, no, South Park, I, I would have to agree. For me as a kid, my parents are very lax, I'd say, in the sense where they have the mindset uh, of probably being what would be classified as a hippie. You know what I mean? They grew normal. up in the <laughs> normal, <laughs> right? Grew up in the sixties <laughs> or seventies, very chill. And uh, my parents would—they basically like I wouldn't say sheltered me, but there was a progression as far as what they felt deemable to expose me to. Right? They weren't going to expose me to you know uh, foul language and sexual suggestive scenes, uh, scenes at a young age, whether it be cartoons or TV. You know, you don't want your kids to see that. Right. But of course, once you get to a specific age, once you're at about that 10 or 11 age, I was at night in 97, I was nine, but I was at a school that was like K through sixth grade. So being in the fourth grade, you know, you just mingle and hang out with other people. So eventually this gets around about this show called South Park and you want to seem cool. So you want to watch what the other kids are watching. Right. So I started watching it. And of course, my parents did not want me watching this show. They watched five minutes of the show and they were like, no, turn it off. You're not going to watch this. But. You know, this was right around the time of the invention of the DVR or the TiVo machine, right? When we had one. So um, I would record it. Like I would basically set it up like right around the time I'd go to bed, which my parents would make me go to bed around nine. So again, I know I'm only nine years old. Wow. Your parents actually put you to bed at nine? Yes, because they wanted me to get sleep the next day. So they put me to bed at nine. I never went to bed at nine. I turned the lights off. I record. I set South Park up for the, on the recording for an hour later, and then I'd wait for them to go to sleep, or I'd wait an hour, and then I'd put my headphone jack into the television, back when televisions had those, and uh, I think they still do for surround sound. But yeah, I put okay. So I put my headphone in, and bam. Watch South Park, and you watch it right there at ten. You get done, and then you delete it. You know what I mean? Like so that, that's how I would watch South Park, and I did that probably for a good two or three years. Then the movie came out, and that got popular, and everybody was watching South Park. So I think by that point in time, I was also you know eleven or twelve. So at that point, I'm getting exposed to PG thirteen movies, and so my dad was like, "Well, it's just language at this point. Like we're not going to restrict him over language and animated violence." You know what I mean? So. Um, my parents didn't like it, but they were at they uh, at that point. They're like, "All right, that's fine. You can watch it. Whatever. Just don't re- <laughs> don't repeat what you hear say in front of your sister, kind of stuff." You know what I mean? Um, I was already watching pro wrestling, which they had taken that away from me for a short time because I got in trouble. I got a, a series of fights where I used wrestling moves effectively, um, and uh, they I really put the expression. I really put that use of the expression. Don't try this at home to a test. Um, so, uh, but South Park, how did you get involved with it? I mean, you said you, you have a religious background. You're obviously not like pro or you're not like heavily into the Mormon church now as an adult. I mean, you accept others who have it and you have family members who do it. So it's not like you're going to be like, fuck you, but you're also like, eh, I don't believe in this shit. So like, how did, how did the, how did the South Park influence or how did you get around it? You know, what did your friends, did you have any friends in the, re- the church that were just like, oh my God, I can't believe you're watching that. So what happened was, is I was sitting at lunch, and I remember they they were talking about it, and they're like, "Do you know anything about this?" 
it was that kind of that was just that kind of thing where it's like you know it's like everybody else knows about it because everybody else is you know but does Ian know about it <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of weird because I remember other kids talking about this um Santa Claus versus Jesus cartoon and I was like oh well Jesus isn't real and and I remember, but but I remember being like, "Well, this actually sounds kind of awesome, though. I want to see who won." And I remember asking my friend who won, and he was like, "Well, nobody really wins; everybody wins." And I was like, "Well, I need to watch this." And then <clears throat> trying to find it and not really getting to find it, and then it comes out, and as soon as my dad finds out about it, it was like, "Boom!" There was it was it was just. If it was caught in the house, it was kind of like when, when when he caught me watching Beavis and Butthead, dude. I got grounded so hard. Is it fair to say you lived in a household that was similar to the WB's Seventh Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> seventh Heaven, where nothing faces smiling back at me. Seventh Heaven. heaven. I know there's no greater feeling than the love of the family. Uh, Where can yeah. you go? Sorry. <laughs> for for an early half of the child. Yeah, because my parents were trying to cling to that, you know, wanted it to be good morals and good children growing up. And, you know, it, if you masturbate too much, you'll get sick or something. You know, I, I just remember being afraid to jerk off for a long time that something was going to go wrong. Because I'll get, oh, all of a sudden I'll become a chronic, chronic masturbator and I can't stop masturbating. Oh, shit. Right? That's, I know. That's what I get and, that. I, I checked for, out the book. Yeah. You know, I checked it out. I've read about it. I dated a girl because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of attracted women in the Mormon community, right? Boy, yeah, you'll go to church sitting there like I do believe. <laughs> <laughs> sitting next to sitting next to the girl, like, I do believe, Jesus. I'll read this book. <laughs> One hundred, bro. And you know me, I'm all about the uh, I'm all about the Asian persuasion. So there was this uh, girl here out in Washington, like a number of years ago, like the first time I moved up here. And this is like before I even knew you. So this is like 09, right? And like I moved up here with the fam at the time. And uh, yeah, I met this girl. And I was like going through that phase where you're like, I'm just out of high school, 21, 22, tried college for the first time, wasn't really going anywhere. So I'm kind of like searching for different things. I'm trying out different churches, whether that be Judaism, Catholicism, Mormonism, whatever you want to call them, um, Joseph Smithian. Um, so like, I was like, I'll try out these different churches and what <laughs> I could see you laughing. Or I said, Joseph Smith. Yeah, that's funny. So like, um, we move on to, um, <laughs> I, we move on. To, I'm trying to date this girl and uh, I'm dating this girl and whatnot. And, um, you know, it, we decided that it wasn't going to work out because she was just like heavily into this Mormon thing. And um, I just couldn't do it, Ian. So, but I understand because Joseph like Smithian, Joseph Smithian, yeah. Um, essentially, that's what it is, right? Um, yeah. But I tried dating her, and you know, I read the the book of Nephi and the book of J Jello or whatever the other one was called. Um, 
And uh, the plate thing, I couldn't get over it. Them having plates, which South Park does address in a future uh, Mormon episode, we can we'll talk about here in the series. Probably one of their best ones. Um, and uh, that, of course, spun off their Book of Mormon music. So, yeah, Mormonism is it's an interesting religion. And it sounds like that uh, you had to uh, deal with some interesting stuff when it came to it, Mr. Ian. So, but we can also... Uh, do you have anything else to say about your background? So, um, Matt and Trey, uh, just to try and stay on the South Park nice. rails. But Matt and Trey, they were both LDS. So, and um, there's one episode that has stuck out with me for just ever since. It, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's always in the back of my mind for some reason when something, when there's like an existential crisis in my life between right and wrong and I need to make a decision. This, this, and it's like a moral jeopardizing decision. Um, this episode where everybody's in hell. I was a devout Christian. Oh, I was. A uh, strict Protestant. Well, what was the right answer? Dude looks down at the book. Uh, Mormons. Mormons was the right answer. And, and just for some reason, I don't know why. But if you get beyond a lot of some of the, the other things in the Mormon church, uh, a lot of the bullshit, um, the, family, <laughs> the family core values that they have to where like families and are like a step above everything. Which is kind of nice because growing up in a Mormon family, I, I did have a very loving mother and father that they did make time to have us together as a family because the church, you know, there was family home evenings on Monday night where we sat around. And there's a part of me because there was a little, you know, a little camaraderie with my week. There was a little, you know, we got to kind of hang out for a little bit, got to see how my sisters did their day and everything, you know, and how things were. It would be cool to do that now with a family, you know, see how the, the kids were doing, you know, how your significant other was doing and then sitting down, having like a, a little spiritual moment to where you, you all kind of feel the, the togetherness and then you go to bed and it's kind of, you know, it's that, that, that type of little thing. But then, you know, the other bullshit that's fucking retarded. <laughs> And see, ladies and gentlemen, I suppose maybe people who have listened to me before on other shows via hackerhotmean.podbean.com, you can check me out there. Um, you know that I am not religious. Like, I am very anti-religion. But that doesn't mean that, like, I can't have friends who are religious. And this guy right here is one of my best friends. My best buds. My, my, scoop, my, my scoop Jackson to my sunshine. You, know, <laughs> you can, like, totally continue to have, you know, great relationships with people. And it doesn't matter from where they come from or what they believe in. Because at the end of the day, me and Ian agree on a lot of fucking things. So we're just like, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's cool. We don't need to talk about that. But have you talked about this, bro? Like, that's all. That's how, that's how guys are. We can put shit to a side and be like, yeah, you know, he's a pro Trumper, but you know, makes a mean fucking barbecue. I'll tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have to agree, but we have to fucking get along. Otherwise, mm -hmm. the shit burns down. Yeah, and I think that's the South Park. That's the message, wouldn't you say, in South Park? In general. Yeah, because if, if they don't, if when what happens in South Park when they stop getting along, and but they, they start agreeing, but they don't get along, but they agree, in like certain episodes where the, the credit episode, uh, they start, oh, oh, they start getting, they start agreeing, but you know, they're not really getting along. Everything fucking goes to shit. Like the whole, right. like the kids are running stuff and Randy's walking around in a toga. <laughs> <laughs> 
We we will definitely you have angered the credits. We will definitely have, get. To oh that. no, it's the economy. You have angered the economy. <laughs> well, let's start off with some South Park here. So the first let's, episode, yes, yes. The first the first episode that officially debuted was in 1992, and it was titled Jesus versus Frosty. So at this point in time, both Matt Stone and Trey Parker are in college, and they're basically just trying to come up with an idea for a school project, for a, a school, um, you know, like a production itself for them to submit to class and also, you know, make their classmates laugh and whatnot. So they put it out. They put out this uh, claymation or this paper mache animation, if you will, where everything's cut, the motion captured where they have to move, you know, each piece of paper and everything, you know, you know, second frame by frame, second by second, so that way it actually looks like a production. Which is why the first one is only really about three or four minutes, and so is the second one. It's only about a five, six minute production, which we'll talk about here too. But the first one they did by themselves, just in their dorm, right, or at school, and they uh, it got out. What happened was is the reason why it got big, or the reason why South Park really got made, was a show um, with Arsenio Hall. Because what ended up happening is this tape got around a different amount of people, and Arsenio Hall actually got a hold of it himself, and then he showed it, and then everybody else, all the celebrities. So it's kind of like this underground black market of this of this animation. Like it was like, wow, this is like The Simpsons, but these people are nastier, right? Because at that point in time, The Simpsons are about four or five seasons in, and there's they're very strong animation. So there is a a necessity for more uh, animation itself in crude, lewd type of a way, and South Park took that simpsons you know essence the next level right and they of, of course incorporated more characters and families to try and um you know create a larger story and a larger frame for the town because when the simpsons initially started here i would say for, the, for those first eight seasons it was really focused on them and then they started introducing other characters where south park came right out of the gate with no this is this is south park everybody in this town is fucked up so <laughs> But in these first two things, it was basically about these four boys and the spirit of different Christmas type of figures. First one is Jesus versus Frosty. So as we mentioned, it gets around. Jesus versus Frosty begins with basically four boys. You know, they're building that snowman, like the Frosty, the snowman style. And, uh, you know, in this case, uh, there's only two voices in this case, really. It's just Matt Stone, Trey Parker. It's the Kyle and Stan voice. However, uh, in this case, uh, Stan's voice is on one of the other – I'm sorry, Kyle's voice is on one of the other um, – it's on the Cartman. Like basically the Cartman voice sounds like the Kyle voice, right? It doesn't sound like Cartman yet. It hasn't evolved into that, god damn it, all right, see, voice yet. It's just like both them doing their Kyle and Stan voices. Um, so Frosty and – Cartman, And Cartman's Kenny. And Cartman's Kenny in this episode. That is correct. So that's that was peculiar too that the orange uh, hooded yeah. figure – was Cartman, right? And yeah. then Cartman himself is Kenny, the big fat kid. Um, which would, if you think about the context of what they were thinking about when they were starting, maybe their idea, of course, was to always kill Kenny. So you would kill off the fat kid, or you'd kill off the kid you don't you dislike. Right. The most. But then I guess I guess you could say that they turned the fat kid into the one that you you want to like hate and love. And then Kenny was just the expendable. Kenny was very expendable here. We'll talk about all those episodes. He was very expendable <laughs> for a long time. For a good six, seven seasons, it was Kenny would die in every episode. And it wasn't until he, bastards. It wasn't until he officially dies in the uh, Where were you when they built them ladders to heaven? Where were you? Where were you? 
Um, so basically, it starts off with uh, them yelling at each other, "Don't put the fucking hat on the snowman." And Stan's trying to explain, "Don't put the hat on." Put the- it on anyway. All right, don't, don't don't put the hat on the snowman, bro. If you do, my my cousin in Minnesota told me about his sister. Her sister, sister somewhere said sister in Minnesota. Yeah, and then she put it on and fucking died. Don't put it on his fucking head. Nope. Yeah, they were very like they they were very emphatic on the word fuck in this episode yeah, for sure. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. Put it on anyway. Put, <laughs> it, anyway. put it anyway. With a corn cob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal, there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, dude. What? Don't put the magic hat on the snowman. Why? Because if you do, he's gonna come to life. Cool. No, it's not cool. My sister in in Minnesota put a hat on a snowman and I tried to kill her. Fuck him. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, oh my. So basically, what it happens is, is they put the hat on this snowman, and of course, the snowman comes to life, but not in a joyful Hollywood happy birthday. No, it came on with the vengeance, and thus we heard the very first line, the very synonymous line with South Park. Oh my God. Frosty killed Kenny. They're very synonymous as far as the start point of South Park. So now the boys are freaking out. They're deciding, you know, we got to go ask Santa Claus for help. Uh, But when they get to the mall and they're asking Santa for help, it turns out it's actually Frosty. Whoa, whoa, now tell me what happened slowly. Okay. We're just building a snowman, and all of a sudden, he came to life. I told him, I said, don't put the magic hat on the snowman. And he did it anyway, and, and then he killed our friend Kenny, and now he's going to kill everybody. Did he look kind of like this? Yeah, kind of like that. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> In disguise. Um, thought that was a pretty funny uh, way of utilizing Frosty the snowman inside of a... Uh, you know, Santa Claus. What do you think of this part of the cartoon there? Wait, the 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 Santa Claus when he was fake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I when I was watching it, legit, like I was like, oh shit, that's not the real Santa. <laughs> <laughs> they do break it down pretty well because they make it look exactly like Santa. Was it like? <laughs> He does the face and it turns back into frosty face. (laughs) (laughs) That crazy, like, scary face. And the boys are like, ah! That's not Santa! (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I was like, man, they're right. It's not. (laughs) So the boys go to Santa Claus. Like, after that, um, the after well actually what ends up happening is the the one that ends up resembling kenny right the one that actually kind of looks like kenny this one dies so cartman dies now so now cartman and uh kenny are now dead 
So now the two remaining boys, this being what will become Stan and Kyle, run away and come across a nativity scene with baby Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like, okay. Jesus, we beseech thee in this time of need. Okay, fucking Frosty, he fucking killed my friend. Dude, this is Jesus. baby jesus like please help us baby jesus and baby <laughs> jesus so- baby jesus comes to life and it's like a very it's a baby like it's like a it's, very yeah, buff baby but like a, with like a baby uh, on steroids with like an adult face almost <laughs> it was it was an adult it's like a baby face with a beard really <laughs> What's that, uh, I mean, you have a child. What's that sh- movie where Alec Baldwin gets turned into a baby? Uh, Boss Baby? There you go. It was like Boss Baby, but with Jesus' head. <laughs> He's got a beard, too. <laughs> He's got a beard. So they're praying to Jesus to please come help. So Jesus finally comes out, and uh, you know he, he gets into a fight with, with uh, Frosty the Snowman. Which really? are throws his halo at it, chops it up, and it just... Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, I really learned something today. Yeah, Christmas is about presents. Presents? Presents. Yeah, but you know, I learned something today. Yeah, don't put the magic hat on Frosty. No, I learned about the true spirit of Christmas. Really? Yeah, Christmas isn't about Frosty or Santa. You're right. It's about Jesus. No, it's not even about Jesus, either. Well, then what's it all about? Presents. You see? Yeah. Presents. Hey, man, let's go home. I know where my parents hide my presents. Cool. Yeah, so the two Marine boys run away. They come across the nativity scene with Jesus, who flies over the evil snowman and defeats it by slicing off the magic hat with his hurl, with the hurl That's of his right. yeah. And then one of the one of the boys says to the other recurring line, "You know, I've learned something here today." And then they're both going back and forth, right? Like, what, like, what you learn about family? Santa? No, 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 no dude, fuck. Presents, yeah. <laughs> Presents. As we see a goat nibbling on Kenny's corpse. As they go to their homes to find presents hidden by their parents, because he's like, hey, he's like, dude, I know where my parents keep their presents. Fuck yeah, let's go, let's go check it out. <laughs> so here's a uh, let me go give you again some background here. In '92, Parker and Stone made the Spirit of Christmas while they were students at the University of Colorado under the Avenging Conscience Films moniker. They yep. animated the using only construction paper, glue, and a very old eight millimeter film camera. Premiered That's kind of the- what makes it so cool, you know? Yeah. It just made in the dorm. It's it's like it's groundbreaking too because once it, you can watch them just get better and better throughout the season, just better and better at it. I know I know that they eventually go to like a digital form of it, but at the same time, like you could see that their their skill with the paper, they should have kept going because they could have just gotten amazing with it. You know what I mean? They could have just kept that 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 old school feel to the yeah, paper. I know. But at that smart. at that point though, it takes so long just to make one fucking episode. Right. So, yeah. Like, when you're under okay. time crunch from the network and people paying a bunch of money for, you know, a specific amount of episodes to be completed, it's not time 
conducive just to do it by hand even though like it would be cool for sure um so the, yeah like we mentioned uh let's see the film is later referenced in a season six part in, in the season six episode of south park simpsons already did it in this episode stan kyle and tweak are building a snowman and tweak is reluctant to put the nose on the snowman and says that it's because he thinks it will come to life to kill him to which stan replies dude when has that ever happened except for that one time so they did actually reference that in that episode don't they don't they do it again and they they're making a film or something that'll be about the next the next one oh okay so when we get to jesus versus santa there is a parody episode where they're making that's okay no yeah this is right this is the initial i'm getting ahead i'm getting ahead ahead. it's okay yeah so uh, (laughs) basically uh venging conscience just to kind of talk about you know the background of this production company they launched this production company while attending the university of colorado with two other students they named the company after D.W. Griffith's film by the same name, which both hadn't been seen and actively disliked. It was formed to produce the Jesus versus Frosty and Alfred Packer, the musical, which was later retitled Cannibal, the musical, which you can check that out. It's a pretty funny musical. Um, Parker and Stone then went on to release three more projects through the Avenging Conscious, Jesus versus Santa, which we're going to talk about here, Orgasmo and the Book of Orgasmo. Um, so you can check those out. I love Orgasmo. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, like we mentioned, this thing was groundbreaking, you know. So because of the success of this, then we get to Jesus versus Santa. Now, with Jesus versus Santa, basically in '95, after the Jesus versus Frosty film, Fox broadcasting executive Brian Graydon came to Matt Stone and Trey Parker and paid them a thousand dollars to make another animated short. Let's it- hold on, a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. That that's not a lot. If you think about it, in 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 the grand scheme of things of what South Park has become, and what I'm pretty sure Matt and 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 Trey knew with their with their what South Park could be, dude, a thousand dollars just for one. But oh, okay. Like, yeah, well, I mean, anyway. the thing, if you think about it in the context now, too, these guys got paid $1,000 for their first episode, and they just signed a deal with HBO where they're going to get $500 million for the rights to have oh, all the episodes fuck. on HBO Max. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, started from the bottom, now we're here. You feel me? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like instantly, like $500 million. here you go. It's a huge deal. Like, I'm going to cancel Hulu. I mean, you use my Hulu account, which I'm cool with because you beat South Park. That's why I mainly have it. And I let people use it. I'm like, whatever. I just use it for South Park. Uh, but I will be canceling my Hulu when uh, South Park jumps to HBO Max officially because, you know, I got to be able to stay on tap with that South Park. Uh, so, Ian, go ahead. Do you think, you know, like, you know how um, Game of Thrones starts spending more per episode, less per season, right? Right. More more money per episode, less episode per season. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that'll eventually start happening with South Park where they'll start ten, eight, six, four? No, well, maybe not four, but maybe six. No, see the thing is is like HBO only has the VOD rights. So Comedy Central's still gonna show it. So they'll still have their season on Comedy Central. But the thing is, rather than being on like Hulu or on like Netflix, they're going to be on HBO, HBO on demand. Does that make sense now? Yeah. 
So they'll have the brand new episodes, you know, right away as soon as they premiere. And I bet because of the deal, they'll probably be allowed to run it in syndication, like how, um, you know, how like uh, what's the call, like you know, a Family Guy and Rick and Morty and like Futurama, they get sold around to different like uh, networks, so that way they can be replayed and whatnot. It's probably going to be like that. It'll be like after a certain extent of time. Uh, South Park will be able to be on HBO. I think it's a, a great move for them, honestly, because that way, if they did for some reason get unhappy with Comedy Central and being censored, they can be like, "Okay, well, fuck you. We'll just put all our new episodes on HBO, and we can turn everything off. And say whatever the fuck we want now. You know what I mean? Because now we're premium, yeah. bitch. Um, you can you can do whatever the fuck you want on HBO, which is so dope. Like you can have a fucking goat fuck a hamster. Well, you know, uh, we did see an elephant make love make love to a piggy, so we'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, but yes, yeah, so in '95, after seeing the Jesus First Frosty, they bought paid a thousand dollars to make another animated short as a video Christmas card that he could actually send to his friends. Uh, in turn, the duo created Jesus versus Santa, and uh, Graydon initially distributed the video to eighty friends in December of '95. As Jesus versus Santa bloomed into popularity, Stone and Parker wanted to turn the short into an adult animated television series called South Park. And of course, Fox was the first network to consider acquiring the rights to the show, of course, after having success with, you know, Simpsons. Uh, after negotiations, Stone and Parker and Fox declined to get involved due to the show, including the talking poo character, <laughs> Mr. Hanky, and didn't want anything to do with it as a result. And then, of course, after months of being passed around on a bootleg video, the show. Short caught the attention of cable network Comedy Central, which hired the pair to develop the series. And we'll talk about that here maybe today or maybe another time. But that's essentially because of this next one right here, Jesus versus Santa. Now, in this episode, this is where we start to see the familiarity of the animation, right? Because mm -hmm. the first one, Jesus versus uh, Frosty, was definitely ho-hum, right? It was, mm -hmm. you know, definitely uh, very, you know. Experimental. Uh, very experimental. You may, maybe you could make yeah. like me and you could make this for fifty bucks is what it was, right? I mean that's that's how cheap it was as far as the animation how they had things set up. It was definitely like cardboard construction paper. They cut this shit out and they made a fucking movie. Which is very cheap too, right? With Jesus versus Santa, them having a little bit more money, they were able to make the characters and everything a little bit more cleaner looking, and they were also able to have a little bit cleaner audio as well. So Jesus versus Santa, and this one starts off with uh, "We wish you a merry Christmas." We wish you a merry Christmas. 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 And then he goes, "Hey, wait! You're Jewish, shouldn't you be singing Jewish songs?" Oh yeah. <laughs> He says he stops uh, to yell at Kyle, and he says, uh, "Jewish people don't celebrate Christmas." Wait a minute! What? Aren't you Jewish, Kyle? Yeah, I think so. Dude, Jewish people don't celebrate Christmas. What? You're supposed to sing Hanukkah songs. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel! I made you out of clay. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel! That's a stupid song. <laughs> yeah, Hanukkah sucks. Don't you oppress me, fat boy? Don't call me fat, motherfucker. Then don't belittle my people, you fucking. And then uh, Cartman, in, in, you know, can, uh, insults the song. I have a, a little dreidel that Kyle then starts singing. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made it out of clay. And uh, they, <laughs> they basically start to argue. They, and then they're interrupted, however, when Jesus all of a sudden appears from the sky. What Behold my glory. 
What are you doing in South Park, Jesus? I come seeking retribution. <gasps> He's come to kill you because you're Jewish, Kyle. Oh, fuck! I'm sorry, Jesus! Don't kill me! And, uh, you know, there's still... Jesus loves all his children. <laughs> right, Jesus is actually so, like, docile here. Jesus loves everyone. I am Jesus. Hear me roar. Uh, <laughs> come with me, my children. And then, like, you can tell that they were... They, what's, what's fun to me is that you could tell that they were trying to, like figure out the voices at the start as they were going along like there, there was it was almost like let's um what's the word um where you go to improv almost it, 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 there, there's almost like an improv feel to it if you if yeah i would agree because they definitely had stan and kyle figured out at this point right from the first right. one Those, that was just kind of like their natural voices just kind of turned up in a different kind of different way right <laughs> Like, it's really Matt. One of them's done. I think Kyle is done by Matt and Stan is done by Trey. So it's both their characters that they do and they can easily, you know, manipulate uh, a natural um, dialect or tone or a funny voice uh, based off their voice. Right. It's, it's easy for them. So you're right with the other characters. Now they have to find and form those characters. And I believe Trey ends up and he still does it to this day. He does the Cartman voice. So he, uh, you can hear him trying in this segment, uh, rather than having that sweet, he's got that. God damn it. That's my kitty. Cut yo. God damn it. Blah, blah, blah. He's almost got like the pair, which is funny. Cause in a later episode, when Jimmy makes fun of him, he kind of does that voice. Right, like that very raspy, you know, like I fucking hate the, um... I, I fucking hate people who don't buy me Christmas presents. Ian, Ian, this sucks. We should go outside and eat some chicken. What's the um the Tourette's episode too? Oh, when in that one as well? Yeah, you can when you when you um when he's like morphing or whatever, you can kind of hear it. Oh, you're right. That right when he's like, like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you talking about the Caesar Milan episode? Yeah. Uh, the the docile. You you have to be dominant. Dominate the pack, Mrs. Cartman. <laughs> dominate. Don't reason with it. Don't live for it. Dominate. <laughs> dominate it. Dominate. <laughs> That's a great episode. I, we could talk about that. Of course, we'll talk about that when we get to that episode. That's a fucking the nanny nine one one and shit. That was that was awesome. All right, let's get back to Jesus versus uh, Santa. This episode gets off the rails here. So as we mentioned, uh, you know, Jesus comes down. They're like, hey, we got to You know, Jesus asked them to take them to the mall to find Santa Claus. So they get there, and Jesus uh, is angry. You know, with Kringle, because in his opinion, he diminishes the memory of Jesus' birthday with his presence. Here we are, Jesus. South Park Mall. Who are you looking for? Him. Ho, ho, ho. We meet again, Jesus. Uh, Santa is insistent that Christmas is about the time for giving and not merely remembering Jesus' birthday claims that this time they will finish it. Christmas is for giving. I'm here to put an end to your blasphemy. This time we finish it. There can be only one. And, then, <laughs> and they're like, Jesus, what are you talking about? Or no, no, Carmen Stan says, this is pretty fucked up, dude. And then Jesus says, That's right. says there can only be one. <laughs> and then... <laughs> A reference to Highlander, right? Maybe, definitely. 
Um, and then kind of sure. fight, they kind of start fighting it, like you know, mess, you know, very reminiscent of like Mortal Kombat, which you know, big at the time, a very, uh, very <laughs> it, popular, like, a very Japanese style fighting where they're fight throwing fireballs at each other, or in the way that Santa kills Kenny, and the oh my god, you bastard. <laughs> Well, they didn't actually even say it. He just said, "Oh my no, God, no. they killed Kenny," yeah. and that was it. But was they did it. use the they did use the line. But yeah, essentially, what happens is, is Kenny ends up getting killed uh, by and some bystanders. Yoktoki. Oh my God, they killed Kenny. Thus, eliciting Santa Kyle's cat. In the process, Jesus pins Santa down, and each of them asks the boys to help him. Stan hesitates. What would Brian Boitano do? So this was great. This was they brought Brian Boitano out right here in the Jesus vs. Santa, and then they do reference this again. is the time for to coming together and being nice to one another. Just a second. Now we've got to think here. Now let's see. What would Brian Boitano do? Yeah. What would Brian Boitano do? Did someone say my name? What incredible irony! Hey, it's my What's going on, kids? Okay, Brian, who would you help in a fight? Jesus or Santa Claus? Kids, you shouldn't think of things like that. This is the one time of year in which we all try to get along, no matter what we believe in. This is the season just to be good to each other. Bye. <laughs> that was a good vibe by Tano voice, bro. Yeah, so like we eventually. And for those who don't hit Brian Boitano, Brian Boitano was a figure skater. Yes. Who skated for the Olympic gold. And Brian, Go- Brian Boitano won two two gold medals with a heel hap. A heel, I don't know. I don't remember the name of the song. Like, because they sing it is what he does in the South Park movie. What would Brian Boitano do if he were here right now? He'd probably. <laughs> That's what Brian Boitano would do. So this was the first sighting of Brian Boitano, which gets referenced in the movie, right? Uh, yep. So. The, Figure skater miraculously appears and delivers a speech about how Christmas should be about being good to one another. Should be about giving to one another and coming together and being nice. Um, so the boys now, enlightened, they transmit that same message to Stan, or to Santa and Jesus. Santa uh, reminds people of your presence, Jesus. <laughs> no, no. This is what he says. Uh, Stan says, Jesus, you need Santa because Santa keeps the memory and right. of your birthday alive. And Santa, you need Jesus because without Jesus, you wouldn't even be here. <laughs> so that's basically how they kind of get over it. Uh, the boys in Marvel, they got to meet Brian Boitano. He got like, oh, my guy. Today, guys, we got to meet Brian Boitano. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's after everything. Phew. That sucked. Yeah. What you think? Today, we actually met. We actually spoke to thee. Brian Boitano. <laughs> and of course, and they do the same joke here. I learned something here today. Yeah, and you know, I think I learned something today. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or Jewish or atheist or Hindu. Christmas still is about one very important thing. Yeah, ham. Oh, not ham, you fat fuck! Fuck you! Christmas is about something much more important. What? Presents. Ah, don't you see, Kyle? Yeah, presents. The true meaning. Of Christmas is presents, and Kyle, and Kyle marks uh, by saying that he's Jewish, and he actually instead of getting one present gets eight days of presents. Hey man, if you're Jewish, you get presents for eight days. Wow, really? Count me in. Yeah, I'll be a Jew too. Data, data, data. I made you out of 
And then they all decide that they're going to be Jewish, and they start singing a dreidel song as uh, the corpses <laughs> are left there on the ground. So that's actually how the first one ends. So that was Jesus versus Santa. Now, at this point in time, like I said, this was you know moved around via tapes. This does get referenced in a future episode when they have to make their own um, cartoon, and they make this one, if you will. And that was kind of like... Uh, when they were going through their back to the pilot phase where they're making fun of people who go back to the pilots and stuff like that, which they did do the Cartman gets an anal probe, which is episode one, which we will, we can talk about in a future episode or we could talk about now. I don't know. It depends on what we're feeling here, but right. um, what did you feel with Jesus versus uh, the frosty man or Jesus versus Santa in this case? How did you like this one? Jesus versus Santa. Um, you could see that there was a lot like, reflecting on it now uh man it's so cool to see how everything started where all the references came from where they they were they were you could tell they were experimenting on who's who and what's gonna what they're gonna do with what and the man i learned something today and you killed kenny (laughs) oh my god they killed kenny that whole thing it's just then they they stuck to it you could you could see that there's a lot in the what, what matters a lot to a lot of us is they stuck a lot to the roots. And these two episodes, you can see everything from these two episodes to now. It's, it's all kind of just flown together. And that's what's going to make South Park so timeless. Is it just the roots are so deep that it's just through every season. It doesn't, it, it, it you just everything. It's all the same. Yeah, no, well, that's not a good, the same, but flows. It's flows. a good. That's a good point, and I think the fact is that the one thing that's been a constant in South Park that's never changed, and I think this has been the shortcomings of other shows such as The Simpsons and Family uh, Guy, and Futurama, is good writers come. Talk about the Simpsons. Good, good writers come and go. Those what I'm saying. Like those people, right. the, the original people start, and the original, and then eventually they move on. Matt Stone and Trey Parker have been there since day one, and they continue to be there. This is their baby. This is still their 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 creation, and they still have 100% control over anything that they put out via their message, right? So they've been able to stick true to their roots because of that. They haven't strayed away from that. And I think as they, I I want to say when they were. Probably when this show was starting off, I kind of got the vibe for them within that first eight to ten seasons when they were still experiencing the blossoming of South Park. They really didn't give a fuck what people thought. Like even to the fans too, they yeah. would just be like, "I don't really fucking care what these fans say, right?" Whatever. Right. But yeah, as the yeah. show as the show has progressed and people have grown up with the show and they started becoming fathers and you know having families and they start to understand how South Park has influenced people and the joy it brought to people. They've started to evolve even with their fans, their fans, and how they interact with them in a more positive light, right? You know what I mean. So, like, it's it's interesting to see them evolve as creators, but still sticking true to the South Park elements and realizing, okay, how how's our OG fans, the people that have been with us right from the beginning? How can we do a callback here in this episode, or how can we reference? Or and me and you talk about this when we watch brand new episodes, and I'll be like, dude, if they don't fucking reference Butters playing the fucking drums in this episode, I'm gonna lose my shit. And then they do it, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, yes, you're like, oh my god, I fucking Stand love. Up. This. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf, this bitch, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's 100 every time tear, I think something. Tear of joy. Just, uh. You know what it is? Because we're trained at times where other shows will just forget things or they won't call back to things. South Park exactly. always calls back. To they never forget. They, don't. they never forget. They never, ever forget. Well, I think that's a very good first episode here on the, uh, uh, you know, the Suck My Balls podcast, Ian. I, I think we accomplished it. We had some technical difficulties here in our in our demo as we get set up. But uh, other than that, you won't hear that in the podcast. That's just for us. Um, yeah, that's just for us. Um, some but, yeah. Fun, some, if, if this takes off, there's going to be some fun outtakes. That's for sure. I definitely would agree. There's some fun stuff in here. Ian is a, a very animated individual, just like myself. Very, but... I can't. I, it's gonna. It's like it's. It, it, I bet if we put the video, people are gonna be like, "Why does it look like he's like on meth or something?" It's cause, well, I can't stand still. I'm sorry, I just can't. <laughs> he's excited. I, that's that's what, it too. This that's, this has been a long time coming. It has. We we've is... talked about this for a good while now about doing this podcast and talking South Park because we're big South Park super fans. I mean, I myself. Oh. Fucking I mean, love South Park. We could talk. We can before we end the podcast here. You know, I, I you know, you have. I'm assuming you know different things. You know, you collect and whatnot. You are aware. I've got every South Park Funko character, and you know, I've got South Park plushies. I've got. Um, there's this um, place in town that I moved to out here in Pasco, Washington, because I became a, a master control operator. I'm working at a new station, and I'm looking for like different mom and pop collectible stores, and I found this place called. Um, it's called Infinite Frontier and Collectibles, and it's owned by just like an older couple who just love collectibles and stuff like that from comics to puzzles to old school games. And the place is just like stacked sky high from like the fucking ground to the roof with different things when you walk into this place. Right. And I walked in there. Uh, about a month ago, and I found a wacky wobbler, the one I'm looking for, Mr. Garrison, for like 10 bucks. And this thing's like nice. worth $50 online. And she goes, oh, you yeah, collect, you collect wacky wobbler. Right. She was like, you collect these? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I've got a, a chef one at the house that I'll kind of just clean up, make sure you remove the dust, and I'll bring it in if you want to buy it. So I'm going to go down there and get that one. Um, but then she also pulled out a, a, a South Park plushie where it's like a four pack of plushies of all of them. And it's worth like, she's, she knows it's worth 50 bucks. So that's how much she's selling it for. And then she's got these old school, like South Park, like before Funko, they were like hollow ceramic figures almost. They're like, worth like, she's selling them for like eight bucks each. Like they're kind of cheap. You know what I'm saying? But like, they were like the first iteration of this and shit. And I'm like, wow. So like, she actually set aside a whole box for me <laughs> full of South Park things. And that way I can just kind of come in there and pick and choose what I want um, and purchase it little by little. So, yeah, I'm a big South Park mega fan. Uh, you know, South Park is something I constantly fall back on if I don't have anything else to watch. I'll be like, oh, I'll just put on some South Park. So, okay. You know. All right. Well, so for me, all right. So falling back onto we, we touched base, we, or we touched on um, Man Trey not deriving from their roots and to me watching throughout you know sneaking away to a friend's house to watch south park you know risking it and then you know kind of it registering me that they don't give really fuck what you think and they're gonna be them they're gonna stick true to their roots they're gonna evolve and they're gonna grow and that's how you have motherfucking scoop right here who's not afraid to talk about how about scoop I don't even, I will stay true to me with every bit as much as training part have inspired me. And as far as like collectibles, some of the pops, I have Ike in there. Um, 
Oh, nice. But I just, it. some of them aren't worthy enough. Like, they need to be better. It's just, I'm disappointed in That's how... That's debatable. That's debatable. Some of them, yeah, yeah. And, this, and this, I know this is a very unpopular opinion because it's like, well, it's South Park. Yeah, exactly. It's South Park. It's, it's very easy to make something amazing for a South Park, like something like this big, like this, to where you have like fucking Stan, Kyle, you know, everybody. Well, look, I mean, if you want the real authentic thing, there is things out there, right? Like Kid Robot, they make like very authentic looking uh, South Park <laughs> figures. But they're kind of like, yeah. Uh, uh, the size yeah, exactly. of them are just weird. See? Exactly. Exactly. You're like, eh, eh, eh. well, because they're like some of the not Funko, your... even some of the Funkos. You're just like, uh, see, my right, disappointment. Well, my disappointment the with the ones are... <laughs> <laughs> well, look, my disappointment with the kid robot ones <laughs> are the fact that the size they're not like they're like a four inch figure. So yeah, just... they're, they're they're literally like they're like this big. Now they do make big ones, but then they're like really fucking big. Like, and you're like, I don't really don't need this. Yeah. Big um, so I don't know. I personally like the Funko line. I like them all. I have them all. I enjoy them. I get them. Yeah, the, a lot of them are really. Some of them are really cool. Uh, Carmen with the glasses and the frog. That was that was a really good one. Um, the wacky wobblers are the shit, though. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, you got to give the wobblers I just, props. I just feel like there's. So much potential, and this is when, when, when you know, twenty years from now, we're looking back on this. We're like, man, remember when you had that? <laughs> we're like, what is like? I wish we would have kept it. Because what do you mean? I'm not getting rid of this shit. Because we can suck with, my all, sir. <laughs> <laughs> with um, but I feel like with the early Simpsons stuff, okay. it became it was really cool. It was I got really some collectible. Fun posts too. Like the early stuff where it was, you know, I remember the Simpsons like kind of pushed that they were on the edge of, you know, you had that edge of, okay, you had, it was morally okay to, you know, let your kids, everybody sit, th- sit down for family night. Let's watch this show. And you had, uh, maybe when the kids go to bed, you had that fine line right there with those shows. Well, the Simpsons was kind of on that side where it's like, okay, we can all sit around and watch this show. Well, the early Simpsons anyway, where they had a lot of those good writers, like you were saying. Um, a lot of those collectibles from that time. Like, I have a couple things from early, early Simpsons that were just like, like you guys had such potential, like, such, it was so easy. Like, it's just it's simple designs. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, there's just you have and it, it, they're very limited you don't have great characters that you can go find like there's not a great mr hanky which would be awesome no i don't know that wacky wobbler is pretty good dude mr. oh hanky, there's a wacky, wacky wobbly mr hanky yeah dude i did not know this phenomenal it looks like a piece of poop <laughs> <laughs> like i i sent over okay. rome i sent over rome like my you know our, our, we do like we pass along like hey here's what do you want for christmas type bullshit right and like i always i, I only need six more wobblers right now actually five let me know what you want for christmas too by the way all right well we'll see i don't know maybe i don't want because then i gotta buy you something <laughs> oh yeah oh okay Okay. I mean, you don't have to. Now that it's I don't only my birthday and Christmas. But. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to fucking send you two gifts. You're trying to wean me out of two gifts here. Um. <laughs> what if I make a? I since um, I can make up for your birthday and Christmas this year. 
make up for my birthday and Christmas, and we'll just have a let's just let's just have a fun like. We'll some... talk about we'll talk about this later. But basically, yeah. uh, my wacky wobblers. Um, so I've got right now. I've got both. I've got uh, Cartman, a regular one. I've got uh, Stan. I've got Kyle, and I've got. No, I don't have Stan. I'm sorry. I have Kyle, Kenny, Butters, and then I've got uh, Saddam and Satan, which is hilarious. And then I've got uh, Chef and Mr. Garrison. Or not? Yeah, because I got Chef coming now. So I only need five left. The five that I need are Stan and Mr. Hanky. And then I need the con versions. And the con versions are Cartman in his romper stomper outfit from the prison episode, from the hate crime episode. Uh, Butters, <laughs> Butters in his uh, birthday suit episode from the what, what in the butt with the bubbles on it, <laughs> the pajamas or whatever. What, what in the butt? You want to put it in my butt? In my butt? Go ahead, in my butt, and then zombie what, Kenny. What? In my butt, and then the zombie, zombie Kenny. Zombie Kenny. So uh, I've got the zombie Kenny of Funko. Too. Fuck! Where did I see that zombie Kenny? Well, if you... I know, I I've, I know, I know, I've seen zombie Kenny recently, wacky fairly wacky. recently. So do you still need him? Yeah, if you find if you find a wacky wobbler zombie Kenny, Kenny, let me know. I will definitely let you know. Well, that'll that... do. It. I think that's a good point to stop here, Ian. You know, right here on the uh, first episode of the uh, podcast. I'm Matthew Schaffer. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. For now, you can, uh, if you want to contact Ian, maybe we'll take some emails. You can shoot us an email um, and uh, we'll put it right. We'll put it in the description. Like, cause we don't have... Go ahead. Because, well, you know, I've been off social media now for about three years. Yeah. Solid. And um I do have a secret Twitter, but it's sports related. So that's the problem. So we're gonna figure this out. We'll get it figured out. So like we'll I said, we get people e- we'll have them email us if they want to ask questions or something. Yeah, you can hit me up or like I said, I'll, we'll drop the email here in we're the basically description. brothers, so we're like attached at the hip. Okay, well that's a little <laughs> <more too perfect. laughs> Again, let me finish this uh, episode. Come on, let me finish that up. <laughs> Try to fucking finish this thing. You can hit us up in the email. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm Matthew Schaffer. Thank you for coming down to South Park with us. We hope you had yourself a good time. Later. Savior's baby, baby, baby.